Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different grape varieties, the different styles of wine, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we focus on the whiskies of the USA and Canada. And these are styles of spirits which, like many other spirits around the world, are undergoing a resurgence. But let's look at the most famous style of spirit made in the US, which is bourbon. And this is a whiskey which can be made anywhere in the USA, although it's most strongly associated with Kentucky and Tennessee. But a lot of craft distillers make bourbon in many different parts of the country. And this is a full-bodied, sweet, spicy style of whiskey with vanilla and coconut aromas because it's aged in new American oak with some citrus fruit and also some toffee as well. So how is bourbon made? Well, all important is the mash bill. And this must be made with a minimum of 51% corn, so that's the defining grain for bourbon. But there are also other grains added as well, such as rye, wheat and malted barley. So the corn gives bourbon its signature soft sweetness. Rye gives bourbon its attack, as it were. It's aromatic and the citrus aromas, quite dusty, intense with acidity as well, and quite oily with a spiciness to it as well. That's my defining characteristic for rye in the bourbon, the spiciness. Then wheat gives a gentle rounded quality with some honey as well, so it's quite soft. Then malted barley is there for the enzymes that it gives to help that fermentation get going, although it does also give a biscuity sweetness to the bourbon. So that blend of grains is all important for bourbon. And the percentage of the grains Gives, makes an important contribution to the flavour, so how much rye is used, how much wheat is used. So Maker's Mark, for instance, used quite a lot of wheat instead of rye to create a softer style, whereas Woodford Reserves, Reserve uses a high percentage of rye. A lot of brands of bourbon, and they're made by a small number of distilleries, and so it's quite important that in those distilleries the Mashville is, is varied so that it produces uh, different styles of um, whiskey, of bourbon. So, how to make that uh, mash bill? Corn is ground into a fine meal and it's mixed with water and cooked at a high temperature to break down the starch. And that's, that's allowed to cool slightly and then the rye is added to break down the starch in the rye. And then that's, the mash is cooled again to 65 degrees C and this is when malted barley is added, otherwise enzymes would be destroyed at a higher temperature. Uh, cultured enzymes can be added, so that can uh, allow more control over the mash and that final sugar solution from all the uh, broken down grain is called the mash. And then the fermentation takes place and this can be in either stainless steel or wood and this will last three days. And within the fermentation is uh, the back set and this is the acidic non-alcoholic liquid at the foot of the beer still and this is added to give acidity to the mash because the water used is often hard and alkaline. Uh, the back set also allows yeast propagation it lowers the risk of bacterial infection and evens out the character. And this is known as sour mashing and this is something that all distillers do. And this can account for 20 to 30% of the fermentation liquid. Also important for the fermentation is obviously yeast. And this is a major contributor to flavour. And distilleries use cultured yeast for specific congeners so that they control the flavours that they want in the final product. And Different yeast strains will be paired with different mash bills, so it's always an appropriate pairing. So there's a lot of control going on with the use of, use of yeast for the fermentation. After the fermentation is the distillation. 
And this is always a double distillation and quite um, distinctive to bourbon. The first takes place in a single column still, which is called the beer still. And this separates the volatile aromas from the water. It's continuous because it's in a single continuous single column still and takes place in either copper stills or stainless steels stainless steel stills which have copper parts so as discussed in the episode on distillation copper is an extremely effective way of, for distillation the mash enters at the top of the still and meets steam which is pumped down from below and this creates a spirit with 50 to 60 percent abv so usually the the purpose of uh, using a column still is to produce a high high alcohol neutral um, liquid but in bourbon it's different only distilling up to 50 to 60 percent then there is a second distillation and a type of pot still which is either a, a doubler or a thumper the distillation as I mentioned could be completed in the column still but distillers feel that loses the character so that's why they use this second uh, pot still and so the low wines coming off the beer still are condensed and pumped continuously into the doubler. And this has to be heated. And this is done to refine the congeners in the spirit. And it only results in a slight rise in the level of alcohol, generally to around about 60, 62%. Uh, that's called the doubler. There's also the thumper, and this is actually just pumping the vapors into the, um, into the still rather than the liquid. And the resulting uh, spirit is called the white dog because it's um, a water color remembering that the distillation always produces a clear spirit and that will be at a strength appropriate to the brand so wild turkey which is rich and robust is only distilled up to 56 percent so maker's mark which is smoother and softer is distilled up to 65 percent and four roses even higher so after that distillation we have the maturation and the spirit will the white dog as it's called will enter the barrel at around about 62.5 percent or less the use of wood is important of course and it's new charred oak about 200 liters in size and it'll be american white oak and lots of color and vanillin and lactones are extracted from the oak so it really has a big flavor influence on the spirit and then there's a heavy char used um, so that the charred oak will be heavily charred so that layer of charcoal removes any aggressive elements from the spirit and the environment is extremely important the temperatures will be much higher than in Scotland and so the whiskey will not be aged as long as scotch in them and those higher temperatures cause the whiskey to expand giving greater interaction between whiskey and wood so the influence of the wood is much quicker than it is in Scotland and there are marked temperature differences in the warehouses in which bourbon is stored and top and bottom floors will be hugely different and those warehouses will be seven to nine stories and so the whiskey the final whiskey which is blended will have an appropriate mix of barrels from the different floors and different warehouses because they've aged at different temperatures and at different speeds however premium whiskies might be from a single barrel which has been moved around the uh, warehouse or a small number of barrels which may also have been moved as well and this will have small batch on the label a straight whiskey, if that's on the label, will not have been diluted with water. So remembering that the bourbon enters the barrel at 62.5% or less, there'll be some evaporation over the course of the aging process, and so the straight whiskey will be around about 50% or so, so higher than normal, but not diluted. And you might want to dilute that yourself, just if, depending how strong you want it to be. Uh, there's also Tennessee whiskey, 
Uh, there's no legal definition of Tennessee whiskey, but obviously it comes from Tennessee. And NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, calls it straight bourbon whiskey from Tennessee. So that's kind of the informal definition. And that's dominated by Jack Daniels, one of the most famous whiskey producers. And the way this is made is identical to bourbon, except for something called the Lin Lincoln County process. And this is filtering the white dog through a three meter beam of sugar maple charcoal before it's put in barrels. And this takes away some of the harshness, giving a smoother mouthfeel to the whiskey. But there's no legal requirement to do this, but um, Jack Daniels do. There's also um, other types of whiskey, uh, rye whiskey, which has to be minimum 51% rye, so it's similar to bourbon but spicier. And this is an historic style which was really in decline, but has made a big comeback in recent years, particularly among uh, craft distillers. Uh, there's also wheat whiskey as well, which is going to be quite smooth and soft. And so that's minimum 51% uh, wheat. So that's US whiskey. Let's just hop across the border to Canada, another historic style of whiskey which really uh, became popular in the US during the American Civil War and it's been the biggest selling style of whiskey in the US ever since. There are eight big producers in Canada and the focus here is on blends and what the distilleries do is that they make a number of uh, different whiskies to blend together to create the flavour profile that they want. And um, the Unlike Scotland, these whiskies are not blended between different distilleries. It's more that the distillery itself is creating different whiskies to blend. And there are two types of whiskey. There's the base whiskey and the flavoring whiskey. So the base whiskey is um, corn with a little bit of wheat sometimes used, whereas the flavoring whiskey is rye. And so smaller quantities of rye flavoring whiskey will be added to the base whiskey. That will have a defining impact on the style of whiskey. So Canadian whiskey is often called rye whiskey, and the two things are interchangeable. But the whiskey itself is not actually made from rye. It is made from the base corn whiskey that's been flavoured by rye. And that will uh, be specific according to the brand. Uh, the base whiskies are made by, um, they're late, lightly flavoured, and they're made by being distilled in either a column or a pot still, whereas the flavouring whiskies are all distilled in pot stills to really get that flavour. Then a wide range of wood is used for ageing. Less expensive brands, such as Canadian Club and Crown Royal, have a very soft character due to the high percentage of corn base whiskey. But higher, uh, higher quality uh, Canadian whiskey will have more rye in it. And then for the lower inexpensive uh, brands, some non-whiskey product can actually be added, and this is up to 9.09%, which is one part in a which is one part in 11, which is why it has that weird percentage. And that makes the whiskies competitive in the US, it just lowers prices. And this can be two-year-old rye, because Canadian whiskey has to be aged for three years, so two-year-old rye isn't technically whiskey, but small parts of it can be added, and also sherry can be added as well. But that's only for the inexpensive products, you're not going to find that for the higher quality levels of Canadian whiskey. So that's the US and Canadian whiskey. So bourbon, obviously the most famous style and made in its distinctive way with the, uh, the blend and the mash bill all important as well as the use of new American oak. And then Canadian whiskey as well, which is often uh, derided, but um, there are higher levels of quality whiskey being made there as well. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.